0: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, joined by my co-host Corey, the Bayou Benders. And this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. here at 1241 a.m. Monday, April 11th, 2020. Corey, you know, I'm assuming your night can't be that great because <laughs> you just got in and we're recording this late, but how are you, buddy? Dude, I had a fuck crazy day. Um,
1: yeah, I just got in because, you know, somehow the Pelicans made it, you know, to a play-in game, uh, which is Wednesday, and I would love nothing more For them to just get the fucking shit kicked out of them and just call it the season. Um, but before the game, me and my wife are just hanging out in the front. Nice day. I just dropped six thousand dollars on a new air conditioned unit. Shout out to the homie. Got a uh got a friend of the family, did it for like half the cost. So kudos to him. Um I I, I
0: I probably would have tried if I would have dro- had to drop like $12,000. Um, you got the, uh, the best AC Habs nightly money you could buy? Dude,
1: it was unreal. So like with me being bald now, it's just like new things that I'm not used to. And I walked past the fucking vent and it like blew down the back of my fucking shirt and my fucking skull. And I like got goosebumps like instantly. And I was like, fuck, that's scared the fuck out of me. But I haven't felt AC like this since we moved in. Uh, so it's real sick. Love it. But today was really nice outside. Nice wind. It was cool. So we had the fucking windows open. We had the screen door open, just big chilling. Uh, we heard like this pop sound. And it kind of sounded like the ladder, like because we have a ladder, uh, like up against the house. Um so I thought the ladder fell, you know, the wind was gusting a little bit. So I was like, uh, let me go check. I go outside, and as soon as I get to the screen door, it smells like, like, like batteries, you know, and I'm like, okay, something's, something's on fire. I open the screen door, I go out and I look past my lemon tree, fucking uh, Rickyism, just golfing, golfing in flames. Um, I couldn't see what the fuck it was. So I ran back inside. I told my wife to call the cops. fucking put my shoes on. By the time I got to the next street, which my house is like the third street on the block. So it didn't take fucking long. I catch the corner, son. This house is like fucking gone. Like this thing is on fire. And I can't believe that no one noticed it or that it had gone up that fast. So anyway, in my fucking neighborhood, there's, there's this fucking, I don't know, probably one of the worst fires I've fucking seen. This house is completely gone. I looked at it as I was going to work. The front of the house is there, but the entire backside of it is just crumbled. Um, when I got to it, the fucking roof, there was flames coming out of the roof, and it was busting the windows out. So, Jeez. like, flames was coming. Dude, it was Unreal. Um, And then they started putting the fire out, which caused the entire fucking neighborhood to get smoked out. I'm freaking out because my fucking cat's outside. And, you know, she came back, but I know she was probably losing her fucking mind the whole time. But I got back home,
0: did a fucking asthma treatment, uh, and then then went to work. Sounds like a much more eventful day than I had. Holy shit. Yeah, dude, I was I was scared. Yeah, hopefully everyone was okay. There's no one in the house.
1: Yeah, no, the the people outside the house, they got they got out safely. I was more so worried they were, if they, they had fucking animals, you know, like
0: so they were in when it started.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened, but my the, the parish that I live in is super fucking nosy. So I'm sure the news is gonna have it, <laughs>
0: you know,
1: it is probably announced on the 10, o, 10 o'clock news, like the dude's entire day. You know, it's probably broadcast.
0: Marsha left her hair, her hair straightener on, and
1: dude. I felt so bad though, because when we were passing it, because I was telling my cousin about it, he was like, Well, let's go check it out. We're passing it, and like the fucking family was outside crying. The dad's just like trying to be strong for his fucking kids and shit. And he's like, I can't believe I can't believe it's all gone. I can't believe it it went up that quick. I was like, Fuck dude,
0: let's get the fuck out of here. Like horrible, horrible thing to have happen. The last thing you
1: want is people like being looky lose at what you just lost, you
0: know? And, Um, uh, like, is... I know you've spoken on this in the past, that how home insurance is difficult. Oh, it's fucking expensive, dude. Like, like, it's, like, fire insurance. A standard one to have, because you said most people don't have flooding insurance.
1: So, most people have it, but the thing is, it doesn't come with it. So, it's like you get... How, home insurance and then you gotta buy all these extra additives which is like probably like fire insurance no what, I, uh, insurance. what I mean to,
0: what I mean to say is like do you hopefully these people had it or is it like dude, not common? well that's where
1: I was going next hope the fucking god they got it and now I'm over here like fuck maybe we should get fire insurance too you know because uh, you never fucking know dude. Um, dude it was fucking crazy I've never seen a fire like that so close like outside my house you can hear the fucking flames like licking um it was just unreal
0: very well, crazy. the way wheelhouse, the houses are made now it's all drywall insulation
1: mm-hmm. electrical
0: everywhere like you, you yeah they go up and they go up quick
1: yeah but, crazy uh yeah that that was my day um uh, yeah
0: like i said uh much more uh what do you want to say Uh, eventful eventful day yeah (laughs) than my own i woke up from a a night of drinking at about 9 a.m i can't wait till i can do that again oh it's great i got up and two of my buddies were passed out fucking dead to the world on the couch and my other buddy was up so went up got some breakfast had to drive my buddy back to Peterborough. So that was about two hours of my day. But you know, I actually don't mind driving. I don't know about you. Like driving, I find when I need to get somewhere fast, I hate it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But if I'm like, if I've got the whole day and I'm just taking my time, I I enjoy driving. As long as it's not on like the fora. O- the 401, which if, if any of our listeners live in Ontario, they know what the 401 is, but it's the, the main highway, and it's a dead straight shot of just pure fucking hell, and it sucks. But, you know, back country, back roads, even, you know, just through town and stuff, I, I actually like driving, put the window down, blast the music. I, I never really mind it.
1: I think, honestly, for me, it, it depends on um... – it depends on like what the fuck it is. Like if I am I am I driving
0: for work, am I driving oh, yeah, for leisure?
1: Like, if it's leisure, yeah, I fucking love it. I love going cross country.
0: No, driving for work is the is the worst. The drive home from work is the best. Cuz you're leaving and you're like, well, no, it depends. When I used to get off of work at like 3:30 in the morning after a fucking 14-hour shift and I wasn't sure if I was going to make it home or fall asleep at the wheel. That kind of sucked. But No, like I get what you mean. Um, in other news, uh, though, the Habs played the Leafs last night or Saturday night. Sorry. And (laughs) what a game that was, um, two, three or sorry, three to two for the Leafs. Matthews, you know, had amazing accomplishments scored his 58th goal of the season. That's incredible. Uh, Look, I'm not going to say he got 50 and 50 because, and I know I sound like a spiteful Habs fan here. I, The last I checked, 50 and 50 meant 50 in the first 50 games of the season, not 50 in <laughs> any stretch of the season. Nevertheless, I think that's, it's very impressive what Matthews has done. And, you know, as much as I hate giving credit to the Leafs, I think credit is due here and, you know, all the power to Austin Matthews. Um, has played incredibly, but yeah, no, like. Oh, so that was one thing I wanted to ask about because they, it,
1: tremendous, tremendous achievement uh, for Austin Matthews. I might not like Toronto, but you know I respect him as a player. Um, I don't understand the fifty and fifty. If like you, like you were getting at, I mean they don't even have fucking fifty wins, and I know that's not anything close to what we're you know we're going in on but they're they're like fucking 70 70 plus games in uh so is it like wh- where where are they determining this 50 and 50 at?
0: The 50 and 50 has always meant in hockey. yeah the first 50 games the like first 50 games it's not but what Matthews has done, and I'm not saying this isn't impressive. Like this is still an impressive feat. He scored 51 goals in 50 games. So from whenever he scored the first of this this 50, okay. To, so it's only taken him. So
1: let's let's say he didn't score a goal till the third game. So from the third game till 50 games
0: is what they excuse me. <clears throat> what they, con- you know, well, this, consider to- this conversation we're having is why what they're saying is stupid because 50 and 50 means 50 in the first 50.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> like
0: they've, they've, they've hijacked the term because it's Toronto and because it's the Leafs. And yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of it as much as, you know, I'm not, I'm a self-proclaimed hater of Matthews, but he's established himself as one of the two best players in the league this season. and. I don't mean, I mean, this individual season, I don't think Matthews is the second best player in the NHL. That's personal preference. I know a lot of people disagree (laughs) with me and a lot of people have that right to be, to share that opinion because Matthews is a great player. Just, yeah, the 50 and 50, I think is just kind of ridiculous. Like it, it's not like, you can't just change something to fit your narrative as much as that would make, especially, you know, everyone's life, easier i'd make our lives a lot easier as you know podcasters if we could just spin a narrative to fix fit whatever we wanted but i don't know i think it's a little disingenuous nonetheless though an amazing accomplishment for matthews on route to what looks like is going to be one of the greatest seasons ever put forward by a leafs forward individually so yeah i mean that that's enough for the 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 praise i'm going to give him i don't know if you want to continue that but after after this the leaf slander continues for me
1: no i'm actually just trying to see how many goals he had by the 50 game mark um which i'll do my own research but no uh no it's it's cool he's fucking he's doing that and shit but like i'm not i'm not about to talk this dude off for for the rest of this fucking episode no
0: exactly all right well montreal played a very good game against the Leafs. Corey, you and I both spoke and all the guys I had over, including some, except two release fans, one's a, a leaf sense fan. So that's not a contradiction in its own way. And you can't tell that he's an absolute moron. So his opinion is totally mute. Doesn't matter. But the three of us agreed have should have won that game. Uh, Leafs. Look, I think they played decently. Matthews kind of won that game for them. And Little help. I'm not. I don't think the refs are doing this because it's the Leafs, but they blew some calls for the Habs for sure, and that resulted in you know some lack of power plays and some penalty kills they probably shouldn't have been on. But I feel
1: like I feel like with Austin Matthews being, they making it so controversial. First off, off fifty games from first game to the fiftieth, he had thirty-seven goals, so he had quite quite a way to go.
0: Not the achievement, <laughs> yeah.
1: No, um, pretty pretty far from it. Um, but I think because he's so—I mean, I don't—I don't, I don't want to say that that, <laughs> that they're corrupt, but if he's the highlight and it's all hockey world is talking about is Austin Matthews, dude scores two fucking goals. You know, I'm sure if it is rigged, they need their ratings to go up. They want to see more of Matthews, so keep yeah. putting him on the power play. It's- Let's see what he's capable of. Which
0: isn't which isn't something I don't like. I that I disagree with you. With I think there's definitely a case to be said that the there's refs, a lot of collusion. The refs are softer on the Leafs sometimes, but got to get I'm the boys gonna, there. I'm not I'm not gonna put that on the Leafs. That's not mm-hmm. the players or the the organization's fault if that's how it is. But all I mean to say is yes, I think the refs did blow some calls. Do I think it's because they want the Leafs to win? I'm not gonna. I'm not going to, what do you want to damper the Leafs' victory so on something it. they had no merit, <laughs> you know, no <laughs> control over. But Habs played, Habs also, sorry, Habs played great. Had obviously the unfortunate injury to Jake Allen where Montebow, his first shot, game action shot in two weeks. He even said it. You don't want that first shot in two weeks to be Austin Matthews blazing down the center of the mm-hmm. ice. That was unfortunate. <laughs> and after that, I thought he played a pretty decent game. And then we saw a great kind of comeback for the Habs and uh Caulfield scoring that absolute beauty and uh Suzuki getting one earlier on in the game. And that Suzuki goal, you know, no point for it for Caulfield. All Caulfield. Caulfield dove on the power play, not only to keep it in, but to then shove it down. Like it was just a phenomenal play. Uh, great awareness, great skill from Caulfield there to keep the play going, and or sorry, it was sorry, it wasn't sorry, it wasn't Suzuki that scored. Suzuki got the assist. It yeah, was no, Edmondson. it was Edmondson. It was that ju- yeah, I was about to say if if we're gloating,
1: we we need to bring up possibly the next future
0: captain of this team, Joel Edmondson. Sick fucking shot after a, Sick. a phenomenal behind the net. Heed mm-hmm. from Suzuki, which was just gorgeous.
1: The team was definitely going. Uh, Cole Caulfield's goal was money, nasty, <laughs> nasty. Um, I am a little upset. Like the power play has been, it's been it's it's been better, but it it ain't good. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the what keeps stumbling across Twitter right now is a wide-open Cole Caulfield who's, like, begging for the puck. Oh, fucking Hoffman. And then Hoffman takes it, and it's like, to you like eight people. you greedy shit. But at the same time, you know, it took a while for him to, to get the puck to him. He did cycle for a little bit. But, I mean, Cole Caulfield has – every time he gets the puck, he's scoring at least once a game. Put the game on his fucking hands. He's wide open. It's one more pass, you know, and there's no real traffic to even get it to him. Pass it to him. He's setting you up for a one-timer. He – I don't know. I'm just – like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, we're going to blow this if it doesn't get to him. Like, he was wide open for a hot-ass fucking minute, and sure enough, he just – tap, you know taps stick on the ice and and fucking gets off Uh, i don't know just a little upset about that um afraid we talked about it for a second afraid about romanov um when they said he was down on the ice i was freaking the fuck out um after such a tremendous season he's been having i'd hate to see him injured at the end of it Uh, i i, I don't want him to have to go through any type of recovery in the off season i just want his Progression to keep going forward, Um, man. Jake Allen, though, Uh, and it's the same. It's the same way he got injured last time. Um, It's most likely the groin. He like probably extended it too far, pulled something. Um, This guy's been an absolute fucking unit for us, and I just hate to see that he keeps getting hurt.
0: No, and. I think it was Eric Engels that reported Jake Allen going like he was speaking to Jake Allen. He said, quote, season from hell. (laughs) Like he's been phenomenal since his return. So hopefully he's okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, other, I think I, you know, I'm kind of changing the subject here a little bit, but I wanted to get your opinion because I know I felt a certain way about it. How did you feel about, um Shuneman not being in the lineup uh
1: I don't I don't think it was fair I guess uh I, I think he's been playing tremendous as of late um I felt someone like Chris Weidman who only got nine minutes of play I think he Chris got in a fight um which was cool and all like you know, oh, that
0: was a, that was a fucking brutal penalty. <laughs> that was, that was the one I was leaving I didn't want to get going on it. That was yeah. um,
1: that was
0: nonsense, but, but for a kid that
1: for not a kid for a veteran at nine minutes and Chris, my Weidman was tremendous, you know, in the beginning of the season for us, he was like one of the only guys getting fucking points at all. Um, I think we just wasted a night for Schooneman this was the perfect night for Schoonerman. The young kids have been the the driving force for this team. Why would you take him out against our biggest rival?
0: Well, what I will say in defense of Chris Weidman, he's one of I believe three or four defensemen since March twelfth or thirteenth that's been a point per game like mm-hmm. since that period of time. So Chris Weidman's actually played very. It's well. no.
1: It's no dig at Chris Weidman. In fact, like I like that Chris Weidman plays with an edge too, and he's also
0: stoutfully offensive um, I think what I actually I just think it was a tough game for him I think it was a tough game and a tough decision for Marty St. Louis because Petrie is healthy and able to come back but if I'm being perfectly honest and I believe Jeff Petrie will be back to a 40 45 point output next season mm-hmm. I, I, wherever I really, the fuck is at. yeah it, it won't be here and no. I'll be honest though I feel I feel better and it, my brain says it shouldn't work this way, but it's just my gut instinct. When I see the lineup and it has Romanov and Edmondson, Harris, Savard, Schoenman and Weidman. I feel a whole lot better mm-hmm. than I do with the uh, six Ben they put out last night. Right. Way better. I also didn't like that you alone and sat. Yeah, and but I get it. It's the Leafs, and I think you can make the argument. You want your veterans out there. Look, Michael Pizzetta came back because he's not hurt anymore. That was great. Happy to see him. I also know Marty St. Louis spoke about. Look, he needs to get guys playing time. It's a big roster, so I get it. But no, I I I really don't think Schuneman should be out of the lineup at all this season. I think he's phenomenal. I think he's a guy that should return. Because honestly, as much as I love Chris Weidman, you look at this uh, decor, not even just the prospects, just look at who they're going to have coming into the season next year. Weidman's not going to get re-signed, I don't think, as much as that sucks. Because there's simply no place for him. I think he's going to get another shot with another NHL team. I think he's going to do good there. But so far, Montreal has, coming into next season, Romanov, Savard, Edmondson, Petrie, as of now he probably won't be so put an asterisk asterisk there um you've got harris you've got baron you've got um crap i did say Schuneman, right yeah so you've got those five now you're also gonna have caden gooley you've got kale Clegg, um matthias norlander so now I'm at nine defensemen and there are six spots. <laughs> so I, yeah, I don't know. I think Weidman and Petrie for, you know, as much as a veteran leadership, they can add, like we we already might have to drop players next year. I think it's important that Schooneman gets the time to play because look, Barron and Harris, we know they're going to be part of the future plans. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to figure out if Schooneman's going to be because he's right. young He's young enough to be. And I think you need to – I think he's shown – if he can continue the play he's shown, I think he's a guy you, you keep around because he, he can perform. But I think you need to get more time to evaluate that and see what kind of an asset you have there because – I just next, think that this was a big game that they –
1: they lost the chance to really put him in a, in a great situation I think to, he would have to, shot. to see I his see. challenge, you know,
0: especially after playing so well, the game before mm-hmm. against new, against new Jersey, where he like, it was near, it was Jersey, right? Yeah. Yeah. it was Jersey Where he, where he got that assist off a puck battle, like mm-hmm. really worked hard, got it back to Evans. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think Montreal needs to, uh, Hopefully not take him out of the lineup again, but I understand where they are coming from. The other thing I want to comment on is I thought Jordan Harris played another great game as well as you can against the Leafs team. Mm-hmm. Third an NHL hockey game. I thought he played pretty well. Um, I guess the only other big news we have really for the Habs is with Jake Allen out, the return for Carey Price looks a lot more imminent. Hey? Yeah. Yeah. Um...
1: I saw it was like the opening opening day for, uh, the Blue Jays, and it looked like the boys took Carey Price out, get him out out in the air. Uh, Carey Price is, at this point, I think he's gonna get one rep. You know, what I'm saying like, got a couple games left. I think Carey Price is gonna get in at least one of them. Um, I think I think they just went and recalled. Uh, yeah, they recalled Caden Primo, Uh but I honestly think Carrie Price is gonna get one solid rep this season um to close to close it out. But um, it would be a tremendous relief to see him play, even if it's the, the last game of the season. Just to know that he's healthy in a capacity to even and it's not like a scratch type of game. Like, yeah, the season's lost for us. But for him to come in and play a game means that he's mentally prepared, his body's ready, and you can just look forward to the, the next season, you know, that carry Price will be available. Um, it's been – honestly, dude, we've uh, – I wouldn't say we, but – there's been so much negativity in the past about Carey Price. This is the perfect season to see how much we really <laughs> missed him.
0: No, I totally agree. Really, Jake Allen
1: wouldn't have had such a crippling, a crippling year. He played phenomenal, but Allen's played amazingly, like so great. He wouldn't have it, easy two in two of
0: like the five injuries wouldn't have happened because he wouldn't have had as much time. I. Yeah, I I just want to see Price back in the Habs uniform. And Mm -hmm. that game, look, I there are times I'm happy we lose, especially you know like not against the Leafs ever, but there are games I'm like, okay, good, that's good for the tank. Yeah, I will be. I'm just excited to see. Like I just (laughs) want to.
1: I just want to see Carey Price in net and see what these kids can do in front of
0: them. I want to hear Price
1: is going to hold it down. I want to hear the future do.
0: I want to hear the bell center yell carry again. Mm-hmm. I miss it. Um one final kind of funny little piece too. Uh Montreal plays Winnipeg today as this episode's out, released. And as of the recording this, Mark Shifley because he got, got fucking rocked rocked skating <laughs> off looks like he's gonna miss tomorrow's game and i love you know i hate to see guys get hurt but the comments saying keep your head up are fucking hilarious so I'm not gonna... <laughs> but i can't not see the irony and joel edmondson last time we played them saying that it's a good thing we play them again this year and, and or I think it was Joel Edmondson and Josh Anderson both said similarly, th- like, good thing we played them mm-hmm. again after what he did to Weidman previously in the year. Yeah. Oh, what? it. <laughs> I'm so upset we didn't get to – if he's not in tomorrow, oh, man. I I, w- I was looking forward to that game. I really was. So, I'm not going to say I'm get- shedding any tears for Mike Chafley tonight. <laughs> um. I gotta,
1: so I got one uh, one or two things. Uh, well, I brought up the blue the Blue Jays thing, and they were taking you know the the photos pretty fucking viral. Uh, Caulfield and Suzuki and Carrie Price. I don't think I'm wrong, but can you explain to me why? Now it's either this dude looks just like him, or I'm just full of shit. Can you tell me why every fucking photo has Jeff Petrie
0: cropped out of it? Uh, so the photo everyone got <laughs> using Petrie just wasn't in it.
1: Okay, well, see, I'm I'm seeing the same
0: photos. photo.
1: I'm seeing this like so. I thought I thought the same thing, but I'm seeing the same photo, and it's like the same facial, uh, like I guess like moment. It's the same one. It's just extended more it's like they cropped yeah, him out. Of- I, th- I think
0: they took two i'm not too okay because sure.
1: i'm like i'm like
0: i don't yeah jeff
1: petrie think- is literally that guy and no one's tagging jeff petrie in this like have we given up on jeff petrie so much that we forgot how much we loved him last year and the previous year <laughs> and the year before that like the five years he's been here that now we can't even fucking tag him in this photo like we got to crop him out like a bad ex
0: Listen, I will always love Jeff Petrie. I don't care what anyone says. He, the mustache. One of my favorite players for the Habs forever. So I'll always have respect for him. One other thing I have, not hockey related, but, you know, it was the Masters this weekend.
1: Uh uh-huh.
0: And... A big shout-out goes out to Scotty Scheffler, the newest world number one. You know, he was leading after Friday. For three days, he was leading. Kept it. It just destroyed the field, really. There wasn't much of a a, a time for him to be sweating or nervous. He actually he, he missed a uh, four- or five-foot putt For par or was it boat? I think he missed a four or five foot putt. Like it was his last putt. He was gonna win. He had like a six-stroke lead. Mm -hmm. And then everyone goes, Oh, ha ha, ha," like whatever, right? And then he missed the next one. It was another four or five putt. (laughs) And like he's got such a lead, everyone knows he's gonna win, but you could tell he's a young guy, like 25. The nerves were getting to him a little bit. Dude, the nerves
1: were getting to him. Buddy, how about the kid who was behind him? That Smith kid. Dude Jam Smith. Chonked it into the fucking crowd like six times. Oh, I yeah. I was so I didn't get to watch most of it, right? But we watched it a little bit tonight. Well, like, like, you know, the the rerun of the final day. It was literally. <laughs> i'm like watching i'm like this dude he definitely had a shot like so i don't know what it ended at
0: but he didn't really have a shot
1: the guy the guy who won was like minus
0: 11 right and then he he was so scotty scheffler went into his last shot like with that putt mm -hmm. minus 12 and like i was saying he he, he missed those two putts so he lost So he basically lost two strokes just because of nerves. But Mm -hmm. on that third, I think he four putted. So he four putted the last hole, 18th hole. And I I loved it, though. His his final putt, the crowd got up and they were cheering for him. Like, you got this. It was just a really (laughs) awesome moment because, you know, everyone knew he was going to win. It was just, you know, how many strokes was he going to burn? But yeah, like you said, Cameron Smith also had a great great comeback win for him after disastrous 12th hole where he triple bogeyed it.
1: He was chonking it so I fucking I was eating some food. I looked up and I was like, okay, this dude, he he, just every time I'd look away and look back up, and it was it was his turn to be on the fucking camera. He was, you know, in the rough playing off the fuck, playing from in the crowd. There was still one finished. where he's like behind a fucking tree. He had he had to like shoot into a bush, mm-hmm. and I look up because I just hear like like leaves rattling. This dude just had to fucking chunk one th- through a
0: bush. Like he still finished third though. Battled back. Yeah, bro. yeah.
1: But I think McIlroy was was coming up on me. He's like a point behind when I was.
0: McIlroy, no, McIlroy finished second after. Yeah, yeah, That's what I'm saying. Shot, like he McIlroy shot 64. Him Hammond- oh, yeah uh fuck what's how do you say his name uh m mm-hmm. mackinawa, mackinawa. I, I can't anyway they oh yeah, both, yeah, yeah 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 they both chipped it out of the sand on the uh, 18th hole for birdie back to back they got back-to-back eagles together on can't remember which hole they did but no it was a great great showing at the masters and the other person i wanted to talk about Tiger Woods uh made the cut for the 24th year in a row. And I was really pulling for him to win. He kind of lost it on the third day, kind of fell out of contention. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if he had a won, it would have been the greatest sports story ever. I still think it's one of the greatest sports showings I've ever seen live to go back a year, even four months. If someone told me Tiger Woods was ever going to play golf again,
1: yeah, didn't he get in like
0: a serious fucking car wreck? He almost died. He um he was ten minutes away from having his leg amputated.
1: Oh my
0: god! Like Tiger didn't? I'm not. I'm serious when I say eight months ago, Tiger didn't know if he was going to walk again. And for him to come back, like. They were saying up until a week before the Masters, it wasn't a certainty he was gonna play. Yeah, no, he, had- he showed up just to like what was it like? He was kind of like playing the field, see how he
1: felt. Yep. Like and- I remember getting a fucking like a notification, it was like Tiger Woods is
0: is joining the Masters. I was like, and he made the cut and he was like, I watched him hit on I think it's the 14th hole, the 14th holes of par five. This guy's driving at 297 yards <laughs> on one leg. And you right. can see by the fourth day he was hurting and that probably affected his game a lot. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he made the cut and only finished one over one over par at the masters, right. which the masters this year was playing to the final day Sunday. It, it got nicer out. It, dried up mm. a little bit it was a little better but it did not play easy this year it was a very hard course and yeah i just want to give a shout out to tiger Wood. that is truthfully so, like, that is my mj flu game like for my life no, that, okay. is, that was one of the greatest things i've ever seen here's a silly question uh because i'm not really that big in the
1: golf is the masters played at the same course every year augusta
0: national nice every year And they change the holes every day, though. Cool. And, like, Augusta, once you have won Augusta, like the Masters, you're invited to compete at the Masters for life. Okay. And you're part of that whole winning the Masters is, is bigger than winning the Stanley Cup. Honestly, it's one of the greatest sporting achievements I think anyone can attain and i say that like i'm not the biggest golf guy like watching golf either but it's it's a true accomplishment because it there's been a lot of what you saw with cameron smith there's been a lot of breakdowns over the years guys leading by six at the masters Mm -hmm. and throwing it on the last day like it there's yeah (laughs) there's been some horror stories so to see tiger go out and compete yeah that I think I'm going to remember that for a very, very long time.
1: Oh, yeah. So I'm hoping some people betted on it before we get out of here. Uh, If you bet it on it, awesome. Uh, Then you probably know what's coming next is a promo, a promo read from our friends over at DraftKings. Hockey fans feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. It's just like fucking fantasy. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. You guys and gals, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older. Restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Before we got out of here, I got one more thing um, about the poor kid who got kicked out of the fucking Toronto Leafs game uh, oh, because Nick Suzuki acts. Nick Suzuki tossed him a puck, popped him in the uh, in the lip, kind of busted his lip. Suzuki just a fucking absolute sweetheart. Goes checks on the kid, gives him a puck and his stick, and then the fucking Leafs. I, I, I get it, you know, I get it.
0: I, I don't it, fucking it, it, get it. What listen, you
1: listen, I get it because it can be considered a weapon. It goes into the wrong hands. It <laughs> pops somebody in the face. I understand. I understand. They, okay?
0: they sell sticks at the fucking merch shop. Do they really? Yes, you can buy sticks. at. OK, the- OK, well, see, I'm tripping
1: because I don't have a sport like that down here. You know what I'm saying? Um, But I think I think it's it's fucked up. That you couldn't just leave it in a locker or anything like that, or you couldn't just keep it We're on your person. But they told they told the family you can either uh, evacuate the motherfucking stick or get the fuck out, and they chose I, to get
0: out. I don't. What kind of a fucking pussy can look at a fucking eight year old? I don't know. He looks like he's eight. Looking eight-year-old in the eye who's just been decked in the face with a puck. He's bleeding. He just met one of his heroes, so gave him a stick to make him feel better and say, you need to get rid of that because it's a fucking weapon or, you know, you can leave and we'll let you keep it. Are you fucking kidding me? First off, I'm sorry. I don't like, I'm not (laughs) trying to shit on anyone's fucking career. But dude, if you're working security or whoever fucking told him the usher or whatever, is your like fucking 19, fucking 17 bucks an hour really worth you stamping on the dreams of a fucking child? Like there there are times in your life and I've done this many times in my life where you just gotta say, you know what? I don't get paid enough for this, fuck off. The customer's right here. You know, that that rule is stupid. I'm going to let this go. Like, no one was going to lose their job if they just let the kid have the stick. And the fact that the Maple Leafs organization has said nothing about this, Maple Leafs sports and entertainment, is disgraceful. Like, how many times have you seen Leafs players give fans sticks? Yeah, I'm sure there's a... I
1: don't know. Um, It, oh, reminds, it reminds me, you remember when... I think it was uh, a Florida fan was at it's, – it's either somebody came to a Florida game or a Florida fan went to an opposition team's game and they were telling them that they had to leave uh, and the poor kid's crying because they had to leave because they were wearing the wrong jersey uh, for the suites. You have to wear – they were trying to say that in their building you have to wear – um, you know, the, the home teams um gear in in uh in, in these specific seats and the kids fucking crying because the dad's screaming at the fucking the lady who's trying to kick them out. It's like totally ruining a child's fucking dream to yeah, see and the you've game.
0: Spent, you've spent money. These
1: games aren't fucking cheap. <laughs> like, I mean, not not every place is fucking Ottawa. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I just think some people will take these fucking power trips. I know what I understand because I deal with what we call the gold vests. And that's the people that have the gold fucking jackets at that work, the Pelicans game and the saints games. And you come across the wrong one. Who's on a power trip and you just deal with Satan. Excuse me. I just fucking sneezed like six times. Um, Yeah, fucking brutal display. Um, I think the Montreal Canadiens, I think it's gone viral enough to where the Canadiens are probably going to reimburse that family and hopefully get them to uh, an at-home Canadiens game or in the very least give them their money back because shame on on that organization. Uh, For a place that holds uh, the Hall of Fame, isn't the Hall of Fame at the whatever – the Maple Leafs Gardens, what the fuck it's called.
0: Uh, the hockey hall of fame's in Toronto. I don't know if it's a. I I could
1: have sworn that it's 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 like right there, but like a place that's shrined in hockey and you're gonna kick a fan out because a player, it's not like the motherfucker came in with the stick, a player presented this kid with a life, you know, with a you know. Uh, a lifetime achievement basically of, of getting a stick from his favorite player.
0: And he's got to fucking go. He's got to pay a consequence for. Yeah. I just think it's ridiculous that they're okay with fans having the $600 ones they fucking sell at the merch store. But you know, that's they... probably what
1: it was. It was like, Oh, you didn't buy the lease one. You know? Anyway. Anyway, yeah, uh, you yeah, rambled on for a yeah. while now. Oh, so... uh, I just checked it out. We're leaving. We're about to walk out. Uh, but today is our 50th episode and what better way, uh, to have our 50th episode of the season than to shit on Austin Matthews for his fake <laughs> 50, 50
0: and 50. Uh, that's, that's it for me. <laughs> all right. Perfect. Well, thank you guys for coming out, listening to us once again. We appreciate all the support and, uh, hopefully we get to see Terry Price back in the blue bunker soon. So once again, thank you guys. I be it for today.